0: Seattle Sea Dragons. Okay, I like that name already. Seattle Northwest, almost in the water up there in the Pacific. Like I can imagine a sea dragon coming out of the water. So I, I sort of like the name. I like the, the, the logos and all that that they're using. Let's get to the meat of it. Uh, I don't do too much with executives in that side of the game. Uh, I know more about the coaches. But there's a guy, a director of player personnel for this team. His name is Randy Mueller. And Randy Mueller was an executive of the year for the New Orleans Saints in 2000, uh, back when he was a general manager for them. So he's been the general manager. Uh, he's got to start with Seattle Seahawks. So it kind of makes sense he's here in Seattle again. Uh, but he, And he's from uh, that you know area of uh, the country. But uh, he had his start with uh, Seattle. Then he went to New Orleans. He won Executive of the Year. They had a big year in 2000. Uh, he was a general manager also for the Dolphins. The one year Saban was there and a couple years after. Uh, ended up doing other things uh, with the Chargers. And and he was with the Chargers for a long time. Senior Executive of Football Operations. And then he started going into the Spring Leagues. The Salt Lake Stallions back in 2018-19. The, the second iteration of the XFL with the Houston Roughnecks in 2020. And now he's back with the XFL. So I actually saw a, or I listened to a podcast with him being interviewed on in the Bill Riley show. And I'm going to link this in the descriptions. But it's very interesting what Randy sort of talks about, how he feels there is a serious lack, and a lot of people feel with him, a serious lack of personnel development talent development in the big time in the nfl from they make going from college to the nfl and that there needs to be leagues or systems or something that people are trying to do this already i've said this in my uh, preview about the the xfl starting up in my podcast you know they're trying to find ways to develop these players because there is a lot of talent out there and that's something if you know anything about football and you start watching some of these games and do it with an open mind, sure, there's issues going on organizational-wise, trying to get these teams together, even schematically, the, tech, the techniques that are going on because it's all kind of pushed together, though the XFL is a little better off than the USFL, but still, you know, they had a little more time to work this out. But you'll see that. But as it starts to come together, you'll start to see, man, these guys are good. Okay, can most of them cannot play in the NFL, or they won't? Uh, they may be in the like more the practice squads, but I'm but I don't know how open the NFL truly is to giving these guys a shot. I mean, some of the guys are too slow, or too small, or not strong enough, or have other issues off the field, other things. Uh, they don't work hard enough, whatever it is. But some of these guys definitely could play in the NFL, and the, even the ones that aren't. I mean, they're right off the. They're just off the page. They're not that far away from it. And it's like it's good quality, man. It's it's and and these leagues, I, I like the idea that these leagues are giving these guys a chance, and that's what Randy Mueller is all about. It seems like and why he's a, an NFL guy who's really working with his XFL teams here, and um and then they then they provide more football in another way for people who maybe don't want the NFL or can't afford all that stuff. Or, or aren't going to spend all their time on a computer. Maybe they just want to go and, and watch a game somewhere, you know, like the old days. You know, there's some of that going on. It's for the community. You know, the, the 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 offensive coordinator for this team. So let me jump to the head coach first, Jim Haslett, another longtime NFL guy. He's been, he he played for Buffalo. He coached with Buffalo. He's been with the Steelers, the Saints. The Saints is probably where he meant Mueller. I don't know where he meant. But anyways, the Rams, uh, he's been around uh, the Bengals and then the Titans with Vrabel just lately. He's a defensive coach. He has a little bit of LeBeau in his background, though he never really played for LeBeau. He replaced LeBeau as D coordinator for a couple years at the Steelers. So I know he has that. He's a 3 4 guy back in the day with Buffalo, and he does the zone blitz and the fire zone blitzes of LeBeau. He does all that stuff. Uh, but he's another guy who wants to be a head coach. He's always been known as a coordinator. He was a head coach of the Saints for a time in the 2000 to 2005. But he's like Wade Phillips, he reminds me. He wants to get in there and be a head coach. And he wants to give these guys a chance in this new league. He actually uh, has something he says on that. Uh, When when I was going back to some of the stuff and what he talks about, uh, what do I have here? He talks about uh, their identity. And how versatile they are. They have a guy named T.J. Hammonds who's played both running back and receiver, and they're sort of giving him the number nineteen, like Debo Samuel, positionless football. So Hammonds can kind of run the ball or do a fly sweep, do all the stuff Samuel does. You know, he, he's but he's talking about multiple positions, multiple skills, getting these guys to play wherever they can play and moving them around. Even kind of interesting. But he's all about the players. You know, giving these guys another shot you know that's what the XFL's a lot about you know what I talked about in my other podcast on it so Hassett's view is coming from that area he isn't as gung-ho a guy as like Ron Woodson or even Bob Stoops like oh we're out here to have fun i'm not saying he's not doing all that but Hassett has a little more prof- he's older he's been around even longer than these guys he's what is he now he's uh, 67 <laughs> so he's almost 70 and he but he's looking at it more like giving these guys a chance you know and then coaches now, June Jones, the longtime offensive coordinator, friend, you know, guy that worked with Miles Davis, that run and shoot way back in the day, the Houston Gamblers back to that day, oh, the Houston Oilers, you know, Jim Kelly, all that stuff. Here's June Jones, and he was at Hawaii for a while, then SMU. He's back, and what I want to talk about J- June Jones is with SMU, he worked with a guy named Jason Phillips who was a player under John Jenkins at Houston, another run-and-shoot guy back in the day. And that's when they had David Klingler as their quarterback. Uh, I think Jason was a little slot receiver. And then Jason's gone on to do uh, coaching in the run-and-shoot style, but now, today, it's always a power spread more. Even June Jones started adding in that read option and making it more power spread. And he had Jason Phillips in his, uh, with his offensive coordinator his last years at SMU. Now Jason Phillips is working with Manny is starting another football league that appeals to the local communities. They're going to start to have an exhibition game in uh, June of this year in Wheeling, West Virginia. Now their, try, their focus is bringing this great football. They're going to bring in NFL guys, plus bring up new guys in the area. It's a whole other game. I'll get to that in another podcast at one point. But their whole idea is building up in the community, the local communities. I mean, there's all these ideas out there. People, they have different rules in their league, too. Different rules than what you're going to see in the XFL, different rules than what you're going to see in the NFL. So all these rules are being experimented with. The players, how to get them more opportunities. Coaches, how to get them more opportunities. All this. And now, giving back to the communities. Now, the XFL and the USFL tend to be in bigger um, communities. I mean what Manny and Jason are gonna do are smaller communities and that kind of thing. But there's a place for all of this, I think. But I don't want to get off point here. This is supposed to be about the Seattle uh, Sea Dragons, and I want to stick on that. So, but I just wanted to mention that, and I'm gonna put a little link in the, the way a guy brought his kid to a USFL game last year and how that became such a nice thing, how it helps the community you know, how, in ways that we don't even see. But anyway, back to this, the focus of the XFL is more about the players. June Jones, a run and shoot guy, but it's more power spread style now. He's going to be, you know, what I like about this offensive that the players they have on this offense for June Jones is uh, they have a running backs uh, I want to talk about. Uh, mainly, Brendan Knox from Marshall. He's, a piss, he's like a little, like, stocky, great, a great guy for power spread running out of the shotgun. Uh, with the read option and all that. He's great for that. Like a little, like he'll really add the power to the passing spread of June Jones. And then they have another guy, Morgan Ellison, who's a strong, bigger, a little bit bigger guy, but has another power back who was playing at Indiana. He was a pretty good recruit for Indiana. And then he ran into some trouble. He's okay. Th- there's all different reasons these guys are here, but they have talent. These two running backs are talented running backs, and they fit great in a power spread, run and shoot style offense. Uh, when I mentioned Manny, Manny Matt Sackett's a triple shoot, combination, triple option, run and shoot. To his is a, ahead of its time, a power spread that has affected so much out there now. A lot of what you see started with Manny back in the day, and he doesn't even take the credit for it. Uh, it, is, is my opinion. But the point is, you know, so don't think of June Jones as just pure run and shoot anymore. He's going to have some power running out of this. You have to, you know, you have to add that all in. Now he, but it is still going to be a four wide out kind of run and shoot. But he even added a tight end, uh, Tima uh Here we go with the names again. Charlie Timapao, Timapao or something. But he's actually been around and he ha, and he's had some experience uh, in different uh, venues uh, with the. I think he's been with the NFL. Do I have him up here? Yeah, here he is. Yep, has all kinds of NFL experience, mainly practice squad. He stayed State on the Lions for a bit. He's from Portland State. He came to football late in his life, but he's only six foot two. He's not real quite tall enough, but he's two forty five, runs a four seven. So again, a little off the scale of the NFL, but it would make a nice little tight end when June wants to go to a tight end or an H back, you know? But for the most part, he's gonna have four receivers. The big name is Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is an amazing talent from Baylor. He's done great things with the NFL early on. Then he had all kinds of trouble. We all know these times he's been suspended over and over and over. Let's see what happens. Getting him another chance. Giving him another chance. Ja'Kur Pe- Pearson from Ole Miss. And actually, Ja'Kur, he's a little slot back guy. And he's talented. He's a talent. He's not the t- highest recruit, but he came on and uh, had some good seasons at Western Kentucky, and Ole, especially at Ole Miss. He's going to be that little slot back you like in the run and shoot. There's some big guys, though. Um, but Josh Gordon's a big receiver. Damian Willis played for the Bengals. He's a, a, a little bit bigger. Jordan Vesey, another guy guys has been around the NFL, he's a big dude. So they've got some big guys to go along. Jawan Green, a nice outside type of speedster guy they've got there. And he's been around. All these guys have had little bits of time with the NFL. Um, Blake Jackson is going to be one of the slot backs. He's a little bit stockier type. But he'll be in there at a slot back. Uh, Who else do we have here? Uh, That's mainly who I'm going to talk about with the receivers. Uh, But they've got definitely quality in there. We'll see what June Jones can do with this. Oh, T.J. Hammonds, the D.B. Samuel slash guy, see what he can do. And then on the line, the offensive line, what I like a lot is that you have uh, some real good talents. Mike Manet, if I say that right, Manet or Manet, from Penn State. I actually watched this guy play a lot in the Big Ten. He was a big recruit. And I don't know what went down, but he didn't cut it for the NFL. But he has a lot of talent. And he could play center or guard. He'll be the guard. Jared Thomas, a guy from Northwestern, another Big Ten guy, who was an all-star last year for, uh, I think it was Birmingham or New Orleans, for the USFL. He was an all-star. So he's the center. Monet's at the guard. And the other guard is Chris Owens. He's a Bama guy who has a ton of talent, but hasn't quite cut it. I mean, I have a report. I just checked it out for fun to see what the report on him was in the draft, coming out for the NFL draft. He actually didn't get drafted. But uh, they say, I mean, he has all the talent in the world, big, strong, has some speed. He has to if he got recruited at Bama. But um, he needs work on his technique, loses leverage battles, um, flashes ability, but isn't consistent. Um, They questioned his attitude some and all this. So, well, let's see. Let's see. He didn't make the NFL. But we're talking a center and two guards with major talent on this team. I mean, this is crazy. And then you have Colin Kelly. He was a late guy they brought in. In fact, they had a guy named Ryan Pope who played at San Diego State. And he started all year for the champions of USFL last year, Birmingham. He started at tackle. I thought he was going to be the tackle for the Sea Dragons. They bring in Colin Kelly, who's a, a longtime NFL but mainly CFL guy. He's done really well in the CFL. And he's, I brought him in at right tackle. And they let go of Pope. And I'm like, oh, my God, he was a starter for the USFL. They let him go. So it just shows you. I, I think the XFL is a little more talent, a little more strong on that with, than the USFL. Liam Jimmins is the left tackle. He's from USC, another big, t- a pretty good recruit. And he was at USC playing guard. Here they're going to move him out to tackle, which sort of surprises me. But that, has a, that offensive line has a, a lot of talent. Barry Wesley, the backup tackle, is like a 6'7 guy who has some talent. So, anyway, a lot of talent there. How it will all come together, we'll see. So, last but not least on the offense, the quarterbacks. Didn't even mention that. Ben DiNucci, uh, I'm sorry, DiNucci, <laughs> Ben DiNucci, uh, he was a guy who was at Pitt. Not a big recruit, not a big guy. On the smaller side, can move around a little bit and has a real nice spread pass game, like that guy Plitt for Arlington. Like I said, he gets the ball out of his hand and he finds the receivers. He beat out Steven Montez. Steven Montez is played for Colorado, and and he's a more of a big guy who can run it some. Okay, he like and he's more of an improv guy. You know, I can see why DiNucci would make it better for June Jones' offense because he, you know, June Jones is going to still want that ball out of the hand. And and on that spread passing thing, and I think that's more Denucci's thing. Uh, so so far, that's the guy. Danucci had some good times there with the Cowboys, believe it or not, playing with the Dallas Cowboys. So again, talent <laughs> at the running back, at the quarterback, and actually their least amount of talent, in my opinion, is at receiver. But Josh Gordon could be the is probably their most talented guy on the whole team. Uh, but we'll see how he plays out. And then they have some talent there at receiver, though, like I said. So, very interesting offense. Really has a chance to be really good. Um, Very curious about this. With June Jones, going to be very interested in seeing how this offense does. On defense, we have the same exact thing. We have a lot of talent, a lot of younger talent, uh, with a couple veterans thrown in, and the veteran coaches. Again, Haslett, June Jones, and his defensive coordinator – We have uh, Ron Zook, who was the longtime, I mean, he goes back to the Urban Meyer, almost back to Florida, back, he was the head coach of Florida uh, right before Urban Meyer showed up, and uh, then he was, actually, he was defensive coordinator there, I'm sorry, then he became head coach at, uh, oh, no, he became the head coach, right, and then he was head coach at Illinois for a long time, and then he moved around to the NFL a bit, uh, back to Maryland, and and now all of a sudden he finds himself in the XFL. So again, you could bring people like Haslett, a longtime NFL guy here, you're gonna get, you know, June Jones. You're gonna get Ron Zook. Uh, Ron Zook is more of a four three guy from what I remember, a lot of his stuff, but he's a flexible dude. In fact, he, when he went to Illinois, it was always shocking to me that he used Mike Loxley, what he had learned with Mike Loxley, and he was doing a lot of that power spread with that quarterback Williams. Uh, Juice, Juice Williams, who ran all over Ohio State one year with the uh, read option. So uh, Zuka was, always had an open mind about stuff. Uh, you know, Haslett's going to be a 3-4 guy, and you can see they're running a 3-4 from what I see. But, again, talent and positionless is, is what Haslett said. And you can see it here on the defense. Um, as I move along here, especially right up on the defensive line, I love their defensive line talent. They have a guy named Nick. They have, well, Let me just explain this. It's a 3-4, but they're using lighter personnel who are going to be faster. So he's going to cause chaos. Haslett's not going to be able to, like, sit down and do the old-fashioned 3-4 that LeBeau and those guys and what he used to do back to his Buffalo days where you just have huge guys. Remember uh, Bill Parcells? You have huge guys just eating up space. It's more like a 5-2 because the outside linebackers are up on the line of scrimmage. This is going to be speed stuff because I'm looking at their guys. Look, this defensive end, Nick, Nico Lalos, 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 how you say it, Six five, two seventy. That's light these days. Uh, but he has speed. He had a lot of sacks at Dartmouth. Uh, I know he's from an Ivy League, but he had chances with the NFL. He was actually with the Giants, made some tackles with the Giants, not just the practice squad. So the guy has athletic ability. And then his backup is a – well, I'll get to the backups in a second. But we move into Antoine Jackson, the nose tackle. This guy is not real big. He's about 300. He played for Ohio State, so I know him pretty well. He's more of a he's kind of short and stocky, so he can jam it up there in the middle a bit. but he's not heavy. So in the NFL, he would get, he would get busted, busted up, right? But here in the XFL, you can move him around and play him around with him. Then there's a guy that I really enjoy. Uh, if I have his name, uh, what have we got here. Austin Faolu, 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 Louis, whatever, Feilu, you. Uh F-A-O-L-I-U. He's an Oregon defensive end slash defensive tackle, you know. The guy at Oregon, that defensive coordinator back when, uh, and, and it's come along, uh, I forget the guy's name now, but he always did so much wild stuff over there, and that continues at Oregon. They've always played some different types of schemes. And this guy... I'll call him Austin instead of trying to say his last name. Uh, he moved around a lot. He jumped around, uh, would play D-end, um, you know, stand up. You know, and he's about 300, maybe more like 290. But another guy who you can move these guys all around and cause havoc. Okay? And then behind these guys in the backup positions, at, behind Antoine Jackson at nose tackle, P.J. Hall. Who was a number two draft pick? Now he was only from Sam Houston State. Why was he a number two draft pick if he played at Sam Houston State? He had a lot of explosion—about six hundred, three hundred. I mean, six foot, three hundred pounds, but a lot of explosion never panned out in the NFL. But here he is. Uh, reasons I don't know why. Uh, let me see if I can. Um. Oh, failed his physical. Uh, injuries. It's a lot of times it's an injury stuff. But whatever it is, I mean, he's a smaller guy. You can get banged up in the NFL. Now he's here. And you can use Antoine Jackson to jam up the run a bit, put P.J. Hall in to, to bust up the the passing downs. Uh, then we have a guy named Daniel Joseph, which uh, he also had some time. He was Penn State, a Penn State guy. Uh, that's not a small school. Pretty good uh, recruit. Uh, ended up making his name at North Carolina State. He transferred to North Carolina State, had a bunch of sacks, when he was there. He's only about 260, so he's not big. Again, bring him to the XFL. This guy, you're going to start off with Lalos, Jackson, and Fialu, however you say it. Then you're going to bring in Jones, Hall. You're going to cause more chaos and passing downs. Travion Hester. Now, you know, again, I don't know exactly what, what Haslett and company and Zook are going to do. This is my feeling on it. You know, I'm looking at this Travion Hester. Uh, only about 300 pounds. Again, these guys are all 290, 300, not that big these days, right? But again, another guy from, actually, he played at Penn Hills High School. I played them when I played high school ball at Gateway. So he's from the Pittsburgh area. And he went to Toledo, had a good career there. Again, actually, he was drafted. I was about to say undrafted, round seven. Okay, so whatever. He's been on some teams. He had some tackles here. Who did he play for? Redskins, Eagles, Raiders. He played for all these teams. He got in. He, gets, he has two sacks in the NFL. All right. Now he's a vet. He's 30. But you bring him in for the speed. You mix and match these guys. You have fun with this. Haslett says positionless. Let's see if he really does that. Like, how progressive is he going to be? This is exciting to me. And then, last but not least, we get a big guy. We get a big guy. 6'5, 250, 260. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not big anymore. 6'4, 350. Okay. This guy's name is Sama Paama. Yeah, I got that right. Sama Paama. All right, love it. All these these guys from Hawaii, wherever. Of course, where did he play at? Washington on the West Coast. Yeah. Now he's probably you know his background, right? But um, and 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 he was a pretty pretty okay uh, recruit, I, if, if I remember. Um, when I looked it up a little bit ago. But the big news there is just a big guy. So you get one big guy in there for what fourth downs and all that kind of stuff. So you've got a big guy. You've got a bunch of speedy guys. You got guys to stop the run. Guys to stop the pass. Use a lot of depth. You know, I I didn't expect to see all this in the XFL uh, rosters to be honest, right off the bat. Then we have Jordan Evans. This guy actually from Oklahoma was undersized. You know, as a, as a but but. Was big enough to play. I mean, two forty. He's still not that small. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but two forty is almost undersized these days. It's crazy, but um, sp- has some speed to him, uh, and he can. He played for the Bengals for a long time. And I mean, not a little bit. He started for a couple of years. We're talking one hundred twenty-seven tackles, three and a half sacks. This dude played in the NFL for real, and he's now the captain and starting inside linebacker here at Seattle. In the, in the XFL. Uh, his inside mate's a guy named Trey Walker, who was from a small uh, school, if I recall. Yep, Idaho. And uh, he's on the smaller side a little bit. XFL will be good for him. He's starting ahead of some guys that were running around the XFL, Emmanuel Smith for the Falcons, and Clarence Hicks. Now, Hicks, let me see here. Where is Hicks? Hicks is from UTSA that is Division I. Uh, he's new. He's just a young kid. He's just coming up. Emmanuel Smith did play for the Falcons. So I'm thinking Trey Walker, he's young. He's just coming up. He's just graduated. Uh, they must like, he must have done well in camp. I don't know. Or maybe they're going to use Smith a lot too, more in passing downs. Who knows? Uh, then um, on the outside backers, Tuzar Skipper. And that guy I had to look up, didn't know who he was. Toledo. Uh, he was in a small school, then he went to Toledo. He has been he had a couple tackles. He's played in the NFL. Pittsburgh Giants. He's had some time in the NFL. Uh he was a defensive end edge rusher on the small side again. 245. Very small for the NFL for defense. And let's see what he can do here. Man, put him an outside linebacker, edge off the edge. Sharif Miller is a real guy that from Penn State that's a good edge rusher and he was a draft pick, if I'm correct uh let's see here am i correct on in the nfl draft pick here yep round four yep i I figured he's from penn state and he didn't cut the mustard whatever reason i i think injuries these definitely injuries yeah i see some injuries okay uh injuries with him injuries with uh jordan by the i mean uh jordan evans too evans had a knee that was for sure i knew that 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 sort of knocked him out of the starting role and then the next thing you know he's out of the nfl So anyway, so here we go. We've got these guys. Sharif Miller has a lot of talent. And he's not even supposedly starting. I don't know if he starts. But he'll play. Uh, So you've got all these heads. Elijah Ponder is another guy. Now, is he the Washington Huskies guy? Did I have him in here somewhere? Mm. No, I don't have him in here. And I'm not sure why that is. But um, I did wonder, I think... Who is Elijah Ponder? Okay, so I just looked it up. Cincinnati College, uh, under Fickle. This Ponder guy, I'd seen him, but he was defensive tackle back then. I mean, it's amazing. Well, he just graduated, actually, last year. So a lot of these guys are on the young side. But he's now playing outside linebacker, so he'll be one of the big guys on the outside at linebacker. So that's like NFL size outs. So my guess is you've got one of those guys. You've got the smaller guys. I'm thinking this might even be a 3-4-4-3 hybrid Haslett plays with. I'll be so curious to see what Haslett's uh, schemes are um, because I really believe it will come from him a lot, but Zook will be a part of it for sure uh, that we're working together. And then we go to cornerbacks, the defensive backs, and this I really enjoy. Chris Jones... Lyndon Stevens, six-foot guys. Chris Jones played for Nebraska, pretty decent recruit. Stevens, not as much so, but he played at under Fickle again at Cincinnati. And I, I, I they're going to hold their own on man-to-man. So I don't think we're just going to get your zone blitzes and stuff. We're going to have man blitzes. we man. I mean, I'm, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of mixing it up and players moving around and, and a lot of players being used is my guess. I have no idea. I'll be interested to see. And then, uh, and then the backups. You know, I, I this is what amazed me by this team even more than the first two teams I looked at. A lot of uh, depth. I mean, you've got a guy Michael Wright listed as a third-string cornerback. He played at Oregon. Pretty high uh, recruit. I think number fifteen recruit, fifteenth uh, by the Phil Steel magazine, fifteenth best uh, defensive back coming out of college, uh, out of high school. That's nuts. Uh, then, uh, Ross, Rajosterman Ferris at Hawaii had a really good career at Hawaii. I mean, it was like all conference and all that stuff. And then you have some free safeties. Bryce Thompson, who played at Tennessee, <laughs> a pretty decent recruit, played cornerback there. So now he's at free safety. You know what that means? Speed. That's going to be speed. Now, Antoine Brooks, Brooks is like the big, strong safety. He's a bigger dude. He was at Maryland, not as high a recruit, and, and he's sort of slow. He only ran like a 4.65 in the 40, for the NFL's not going to take that, right? So that's a problem. Though he had his chances. With, he play, even played a little bit on the Steelers, whatever. He's a good player. I mean, Maryland, whatever. So you've got these safeties. Now you have um, a backup safety named Elijah Holder, who's from Stanford. And he actually was on uh, Houston in the USFL last year. And then you have, um, and he was a cornerback. He was also a cornerback for Stanford. So again, you're looking at speed. And then we have a couple backups, uh, Eberly in, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, that's it, that's it. That's, I named it, there's Quint, Quinterio Cole, it's pretty good too. So just bottom line is just a lot of depth, a lot of good plays. I mean, it's gonna be, I think Seattle has a lot to work with. Um, how far they're going to go is going to be very interesting. And Going to see how these old coaches mess with these young guys and a couple veterans they've thrown in there. It seems like a real nice mix. Uh, the, the, the kicker, uh, Eberly was up for the Lou Groza, Lou, Lou Groza Award at uh, Utah State back in the day, back, what was it, 2019 or so. And uh, he had a couple chances with the Detroit Lions, made a couple kicks. Uh, Cameron Nizilek, Nizilek, uh also punted at Columbia in the Ivy League and then Georgia. And then a little bit he punted with uh, the, who is it, the Falcons so in the NFL. So, again, these aren't slouches. These are guys who played in the NFL that were really good in college. And then, again, the return game, you have all those receivers I talked about. Shakur Pearson, again, I like him in the punt returns. But, anyway, so they're using those guys. Or maybe, you know, one of the Morgan Ellis and the backup running back. Okay, so a ton of talent. I mean, I don't know if I say a ton, but there's a... a, a what I mean is a lot of depth for a startup spring league. That's a lot of depth. And so injuries, guys not performing, you know what I mean? I mean, you have this great receiver, right? Maybe in um, Josh Gordon, right? What if he continues to not perform and have his problems? All right. Because you've got Pearson, Jackson, Green, Red, Hammonds, Willis, who played in the NFL. He's got all these other receivers. So I think uh, Seattle, to me, looks like a team that, you know, I don't know that I'd say, you know, I would want to pick them necessarily. Um, I, I like their speed. I like their talent. I like their depth. I like the coaches that they ha- they have that are going to try to work with these guys. They're, they're older coaches, but I sort of like them. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm not going to put them with Arlington yet because I really like the guys Arlington has but I will say in their division, which is the North Division, and I have to look at the other teams yet, but I like Seattle at the moment over Vegas for sure. And unless I see more from what I don't think, a little bit that I know of, I'm going to see more from D.C. So it's going to be maybe with the St. Louis team, which I'll look at next sort of to see, like, who would win that division. But I'm looking for, I think Seattle makes the playoffs. I think they get in there at one or two, one of the two spots in the playoff, for the playoffs.